0: Welcome back to the Dishway and J.P. show. I'm your host, Dishway. And it's your boy, J.P. We're back again for episode four. Um, a lot happened over the in the NFL over the weekend. Uh, uh, an incredible Monday night football game happened. Um, what else happened? A bunch of big games happened. College football was kind of thing stole the weekend. The LSU-Bama game was insane. The Minnesota-Penn State game was good. And the college playoff rankings came out last night. Um. There's a lot to talk about with that and some NBA NBA stuff, some teams that are underachieving and a little bit more. Anything else for you Josh?
1: Uh, you pretty much covered it all.
0: All right. Let's get right get to the shits.
1: Uh, first subject we have, what was the
0: takeaway from the
1: from the Seahawks versus Niners?
0: So for me, it's definitely been the best game this year. I in my opinion, I don't think we've seen a better uh, game in the NFL anyway. From this game I think it was a very good game From both teams Um We saw that both teams can play at a Super Bowl Caliber level Um Russell Wilson did this thing He does Russell Wilson things You know We'll get into that Here in a bit Um but He balled out Even with Kyle Lockett going down He still did his thing Josh Gordon Still got weapons Josh Gordon Is already showing How big he's gonna be For this team Even when Um the run game isn't going for the Seahawks, you know? So, excuse me. So we did see a lot from that game. Um, 49ers defense is for real. I think we've known that for a while now, but they proved it that uh, Monday night that they they are for real. And they also showed that the Seahawks defense is still there. You know, a lot of people say uh, Mm. the the Seahawks have a lot of improvements to do, but when it came came down to it, I think uh, Pete Carroll rallied the guys and got the defense playing at a high caliber.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, the takeaways from the game, I mean, like you said, it it was by far the game of the year. Um, There hasn't been a close game like that that was neck and neck, but I mean, to be honest with you, the 49ers shot themselves in the foot. Um, You give up 21 points off of turnovers, that's just, there's no way you give up 21 points off of turnovers and somehow, some way you're still in it, especially with Russell Wilson playing quarterback. Um, I mean... This defense is for real. You've only given up six true points that night to Russell Wilson. Um, The rest, you know, were takeaways. So, I mean, I I think the defense held their own. Um, They had some really big plays, and they also had some – actually, they had some really big plays. Um, Joukowsky Tart. no one's talking about this, man. I I don't know why. He's been playing great all year long. He has the the strip – out-of-bounds, whatever you want to call it, at the two-yard line. Um, I think a lot of people start seeing his name now. Um,
0: That's how DK, is, though. You got to hold on that ball. Yeah. You get to hold on that ball. I you're mean, there's a shoot.
1: time to get out-of-bounds, and there's a time to, you know, try and fight. But when someone, I mean, he, he's literally, like – a foot away from out of bounds. Like, this man's grabbing the ball from you. Why not just go out of bounds? Like, I understand you wanted to show out Monday night, all that exactly. fun stuff. But, like, come tried on to be now. the hero. He tried to be the hero. Yeah, he definitely did. Almost
0: um, costed almost cost, almost cost them the game. Um, that might have been one of the worst game-winning kick attempts I've ever seen in my life.
1: Yeah, I mean...
0: Did you see that video of it going it into, the into the It went into the damn
1: tunnel, dude. Like, I mean, he changed it into the tunnel. Um, Not, I mean injuries um was i irritated was i hurt a little bit i mean i wasn't as much as you Mm -hmm. thought i would have been um as a niner friend because our undefeated season's over um i just think that the injuries killed us man um no robbie gold i mean granted i mean the undrafted rookie free agent McLaughlin goes three for three but when it counted the most he shanks it. it by 50 you know by 50 feet like even if they, they said, even if the goalposts were extended five more yards each way, it still would have been like not even close. Um, I mean, there's nothing else you could do about it though. I mean, it was a solid 60 minutes of game from both teams. Um, Seattle's defense has been terrible all game long. And you stocked the box with nine to stop the run, you forced Jimmy G to throw the ball. Um, Dave Young Clowney has a game of the century all of a sudden and had you know 14 uh, uh, uh pressures itself I mean <laughs> there's nothing you could do about it but I, overall it was I definitely think it, it, it was the game of the year I don't know if it'll continue because we still have to play them Seattle to in play Seattle. them week 17
0: hostile so. environment though yeah that's very that's probably the most hostile crowd in in, in the NFL is the 12th man up there in Seattle Definitely
1: Um, Next question you have Was Jimmy G exposed on Monday night?
0: I'll let you go first So with this um, I've been listening to like Of course first take And him disputed and all that They all make valid points Of him being not overrated Or him not getting exposed And him being exposed I think So With this game Towards the end He literally threw two interceptions It's a Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright's hands They just didn't catch him like he literally put it into their chest. Like, like bro, like you underthrew it directly to Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner just didn't catch it. Yeah. So that's that. Um the receivers did drop a few a few passes. The interception he did throw did off the receiver's hands. But it was the ball was thrown very high in my opinion. I think he looked, I think he put it up a little high. Um but the old saying is, you know, is if it hits your hands, it's catchable. But still, if you're Jimmy G, you got to make it a little bit easier on your receivers as well. Um, Was he exposed? No, but is he the guy to win you a pressure game situation like that when your run game isn't working? I don't know yet. I haven't seen him in... That's really our first time seeing him. In that situation all year long, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah, that, 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 that definitely was where he had a... And, I mean, he did rally the troops. We were down 11 points. Exactly. He rallied them. Um, they went down on that fourth quarter, um, you know, that two-minute drill. They went, kicked the field goal to go into overtime. Um, so, I mean, he did. I mean, he he put us in the position not once but twice, you know?
0: Is he... I guess, I guess my question here is... Is he trying to do too much at the moment? Like, with all the fumbles he had this season, he's not making the smartest passes. You know, like I said, two of those balls should have been picked off on Monday night. But is he making the right decision, or is he trying to do too much, and he's panicking, he's flustering himself, and making bad throws?
1: I'll tell you what it is. What it is is, I mean, wide receivers had nine drops. He has no kittle. Emmanuel Sanders goes down halfway through the second quarter. Um... Nine-drop passes from Pettis, Goodwin, Debo, and Bourne. Um, I, quite frankly, I don't think he trusted anyone on that team to make a catch that game. So I think he kind of felt, you know, everything was on his own shoulders. And he, I mean, he's uneasy. Jadavion Clowney had, you know, 11 pressures or 14 pressures. He was sacked five times. Um, I mean, he was rattled, you know, but I feel like most of the time, you know, He kept his composure, especially on third down. um, Whenever, you know, he needed to make that big play. He definitely made that big play. Um, I think if, even if the receivers catch three of them, you know. Three of them, one hit Pettis right in the hands. The other one hit Debo right in the chest. Um, I mean, even that one to Marquise Goodwin. Marquise Goodwin actually had two of them. Um, One was deep down the field that just... Yeah, I mean he threw it high enough, but I mean, come on now. If, I mean, if if, if it's already touching the middle of your fingertips, you should catch the down ball. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, Shaquem or was it, it Shakim or Shakeel Griffin Made had a hell a, of a play. Had a
0: hell of a play.
1: Did Jimmy G underthrow that one just a little bit? Yeah, he did
0: slightly, but but the DBs had to go make a play on that ball to where it wasn't cut. Yeah, I, and I, he just laid it all out there. He's like, I'm gonna block this ball no matter what. But yep,
1: it was either it, it was either bat down or touchdown. That exactly. that, that was
0: game right there. Exactly. Um,
1: I mean, me personally, do I think Jimmy G's exposed? Hell, no, I don't. Um, him, him and Russell had pretty identical. Um, and this is what I've seen on first take all this stuff. Everyone's still praising, you know, Russell Wilson for getting the game, that he managed that game. And, you know, I think their numbers are pretty identical. They both were sacked five times. They were both under duress all night. And the only thing that happens is whenever it counted, we turned our back towards him in man coverage and he got 25 yards down the field. My thing is, I think Shanahan should have, I mean, we get the ball with a minute 50 left. We, we have one timeout. Seahawks have no timeout. We should have ran the ball on first down. If we break something, we break it big. If we don't, you throw, you know, a screen, whatever. I think in that situation, you take a tie because you're still up two games on everybody. Um, so that can come back to bite us. But I personally, I don't think Jimmy G was flustered. Let us get Kittle back. Let us get, you know, Sanders back. Let us get Robbie Gold back. Let uh, Joe Staley knock off the rust. McGlinchy knock off the rust. I think we're golden. That defense held up. I'm, I'm excited for us to year.
0: My well, last question is: is um, with Jimmy G, he's, he's the man. He's one of the highest-paid quarterbacks in the NFL. Even with your best guys going down, we were still in it. You have to trust your guys, though. But, cause, yeah. cause this come from Eagles fan who knows it who has Nelson Aguilar on the team, and Carson Wentz still tries to get him the ball no matter no matter what. He was still
1: trying to get him the ball, but, I mean, it was, I mean, crucial third down. Third down drives, and I saw everyone, oh, well, uh, Shanahan was trying to force it down the field. No, he was not. They were quick slants. They were quick ends. They were quick getting the ball. Let's, let's make the receivers, you know, do something with the ball. And they just, I mean, at that point, I mean, and most of them were in the third and fourth quarter. A lot of them were late. Dante Pettis was late. Debo was late. Debo got smacked for bobbling the ball. Um, I mean, I think it's hard, especially whenever you st- you get used to a security blanket like Emmanuel Sanders. You get sec- you know you get used to George Kittle, who I think is probably one of the toughest men in the NFL. Um, for you to put you know a ball just slightly higher, slightly I mean slightly anywhere out of you know, in the comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you got to make a catch. I don't... I, I'm not saying that uh, all those balls should have been catched, but, you know, I, I think, majority, you know, even 33% of them should have been caught, you True. know. And that's... That's that. Um, but Dave young Clowney had a hell of a game. Ball
0: down.
1: But, like I said, let let everybody knock off the rush. We had some pretty big... Uh,
0: and last thing I'm going to say about this game... Yes, we saw immediate impacts out of Josh Gordon and Quan Diggs on that team. Quan Diggs laid a, laid the boom on. Was it Kittle?
1: No, Kittle was out the whole game.
0: Who, who was the tight end he hit? But he
1: drilled him. Um, up. it was either Dwali Salik. Those are the two that were in.
0: Yeah, but but definitely, I think we saw immediate impact out of Quan Diggs and uh, Josh Gordon. I think Josh Gordon was forced
1: into because you didn't see nothing to him about the first about first half and then halfway through the, the third quarter hurt. whenever Lockett got hurt. And
0: then but we all knew he he was there to be the number two guy. Because we all know Tyler Lockett is Russell Wilson's guy. And Tyler Lockett's supposed to come in and just be a slot guy and just kinda be like a scat a scat receiver you use him jet motion. And he's turned him into he has top he has top five receiver stats in the league I think at this point. Tyler Lockett does.
1: There's one person that I wanna sh- shout out is Emmanuel Mosley. Um, He is our undrafted corner, came in for Kello. This man, I mean, yes, DK Metcalf had a couple, you know, catches. Um, He had a a decent game, Um, but this man had seven solo tackles. Um, He had three pass breakups, and not only to mention, he's given up, I think it was like four and a half inches on on DK. Um, The dude's been balling, though. Um, I got to shout him out. Um, I think that pretty much wraps it up as far as the Jimmy G. Next one is, did Russell Wilson become the MVP front runner?
0: When we're talking MVP most valuable player on a team, I think that team, I think there's no question what Russell Wilson is to uh, to the Seahawks is what LeBron is to the Lakers. You know, at this point, um, Russell Wilson has by far been the most valuable player this year. I don't think there's a question about it I know people are saying Lamar Jackson is Is entering that conversation But with my, in my opinion um, You take Russell Wilson off that team They're not a playoff team at all That's the OX team If you take Lamar Jackson off that team and put another quarterback in I still think they could do what they I don't think they're as good as they are now But I still think they're a playoff team because of how good John Harbaugh or Jim Harbaugh Has that defense there in Baltimore you know
1: and so you think if they keep Flacco, they're possibly still in the playoff contention?
0: With the way their division is, yes. They're, they're, they're probably winning their division even with Flacco in there. Um, I'm not trying to take anything away from Lamar Jackson. Um, I think everyone's saying he got battle-tested with the, uh, with the Patriots game. But we'll see how battle-tested he is when push comes to shove and it's a playoff game. Or it's a game to win the division, you know. How does he handle the the super bright lights and the high high pressure situations? Because he started that the Patriots game and there was, I mean, the Patriots gave him good foot position twice. You know, he's working with short fields and stuff like that. Um, yeah, he just. But it's the Bengals. There, they might be the worst team in the NFL. They are the worst team in the NFL right now, as things stand. Um, is Lamar on him? Yes, but I think Russell Wilson head, is head and, head and shoulders above everyone in this MVP race right now.
1: Yeah, um, I'm definitely gonna have to agree with you. Um, I don't, I don't see anyone being more valuable to a team than than Russell Wilson. Um, I really don't. I, I, I don't think you you take off Russell Wilson off of this team and they're just a mediocre team. Um, you put in their backup quarterback Geno Smith and they're definitely not going to thrive.
0: We saw Gino does uh, when he's a quarterback, a starting quarterback.
1: Yeah, um I don't think um they're going to thrive um with I mean without that game they 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 are nowhere. Without him in that Monday night game, they are nowhere in that game. Mm. It, it, it's I don't know. I I I have to agree there, but I I think Lamar's definitely on he's He's on him. Um, Lamar is a. I personally think he could possibly be better than uh, Michael Vick. I said it. I'll, I'll say it now. Um, he's done more. He's more accurate with the ball. He, he, well, he's been more accurate with the ball. Not last year, you could tell he really worked on passing this off season. He
0: just don't have that arm strength Big had though.
1: No, but I mean. He definitely he's electric like he was. He's more accurate. Um, <clears throat> well, like like I said, the playoffs are gonna determine where uh, where uh, he's definitely gonna be placed and well, where he's gonna go. But
0: to be fair, he's one hard hit away from not running as much anymore because because if you're a quarterback and you get lit up, you're gonna start being a little more hesitant with your running. You lucky Cam Chancellor in the league anymore. That's all I gotta say.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you know who you can run on and who you can't run on. Um, you're not gonna run on on you know an old school Seahawks defense that will take off your head. Um, I mean, he ran all over the Patriots. The Patriots have a whole lot of hard hitters, so
0: he lucky old Tom's on his team.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, that's just. That's just what I think. I think, uh, I think the kid's gonna be great. Um, I th- I thought it was pretty special whenever John Harbaugh went over there to talk to him, and uh, he said, he said, you're gonna change the league, kid. He said, give it about twenty years, and every single kid's gonna wear the number eight. Um, I thought that was pretty special. Um, that was pretty cool that they captured that.
0: I did think it was dope to see him run the read option or the speed option with the yeah. RG three. That, so that,
1: that's pretty cool to see. There was a wild fact that there has never been three Heisman trophy winners in the backfield at one time.
0: Ingram, Jackson and
1: And and, and Grish, RG3? yep, and R G three. Um Crazy. so that's and I mean I mean the kid won a Heisman trophy at Louisville. Like
0: Spe- <laughs> I mean Louisville has his- Speaking of what he's doing now, I don't remember who said this, but he's making he's making Jalen, Jalen Hurts look like a top of top first round pick because of his play style. And Jalen Hurts is, in my opinion, a better thrower of the ball than Lamar Jackson is. He's not as mobile and as agile as him, but I think Jalen Hurts has a better arm on him. He's better. He has, he has better arm talent than Lamar Jackson.
1: I think we'll get into that. I know I will m- more in depth um, later on in, in you know in the off season. I just don't feel like hurts or um, Tua, I really don't think they're gonna be I mean they're gonna be anything um It's always hard with 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 Alabama quarterbacks um AJ McCarron hasn't found out to be nothing. Um, even though, you know, everyone says he's a great backup quarterback, but why is he known, why is he known starting quarterback? Um, I don't know. We'll see. I think um, when whenever we talk about the MVP front, do we have to consider Dalvin Cook being in
0: there? I think so. I think at this point we do. Um, he's been the best running back, arguably, in the NFL all year outside Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. He's literally kind of put... I mean, if you think about it, and up until Kirk Cousins apologized to Thielen and Diggs, he had the team on on his back. It was a one-man show. And we saw what he did against the Cowboys this past week. I mean, what more can you really say about Devin Cook? I think we need to consider him in the MVP conversation. Um, I think as the year progresses, he's just going to get better and better and better. Um, I think we're trying to see the full potential of this... uh, vikings offense has starting to get healthier now because because my opinion the year that the eagles won the super bowl i think we had a lot of time. times Dalvin cook was healthy um he's oh, just yeah. that much of a game changer to that team and they beat the cowboys without their best receiver too i think i just shows how much they you could rely on Dalvin cook to he ran the ball 33 times you know and he was catching passes out the backfield. He was run-blocking. He, he might be one of the best run-blocking backs in the NFL. I mean, not run-blocking, uh, pass pass-blocking backs in the NFL. Um, he outshines Zeke with the not good offensive line, you know. And this, uh, this Cowboys defense is supposed to be top three, you know. And I saw him gash him.
1: Yeah, um, definitely. Um, I feel like he, I mean, he's. I mean, he's had a great year. He's leading the league in rushing. Um, he carried the team on his back, you know, for I think the first five games, six games. That The only person that was touching the ball was Dalvin Cook. Oh, shit. Um, but I feel like, um, I mean, and the offense is still, you know, he's still a main focal point in that. But I feel like if there, I mean, if there's anyone more valuable to a team, it has to be Wilson um, Lamar Jackson um, CMC I mean he's very valuable to that team But I mean that, that team has made it to the playoffs what? Very true Well not last year um, But you know I think yeah, Yeah, Two years in a row um, So I mean the kid's going to be great I, I, I loved him I've always liked him I, it, It's always hurt my heart that he's Battled these injuries um, I've always kind of I've always felt down about that because I I know he can be a great talent. Um, I don't know. I'm just I'm excited, but the the crazy thing is is can can the Vikings and I'm going a little bit off track here, but can the Vikings or the Packers, whoever wins that division, the person that's losing it, can they even sneak into the can they even sneak into the wild card? I mean, the NFC is so stacked, like it's, it's
0: it is, it's but but. Packers and Vikings at this point, I think one of those two teams has already basically secured their wildcard spot because the because the NFC East is not gonna have a wildcard team. It's whoever wins the division gets into the playoffs and that's it in the NFC East. Other than that, it's either gonna be Packers, it'll be Packers and the Vikings, whoever loses that division will be in the wildcard. And the loser of the Niners Seahawks division will be in that in that too because I don't see the Rams making a playoff push or making the wild card. Yeah, they have no,
1: I mean, they have no run game. Um, I hard. think
0: the three teams up right now for the wild card are the Panthers, Panthers Vikings, Vikings, and and well, I think I don't know what the situation is like in your division right now, but the Panthers
1: Vikings and I believe um, God, I'm forgetting uh, I think you guys, um, Panthers Vikings Eagles. And, I mean, you throw in the Rams there, but they're right there. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, they're, you know, treading behind because they're not doing very well. But
0: but as far as that goes, I think NFC North and NFC West will be the representatives for the wild card.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I definitely agree unless... The Eagles get their shit together, or, uh, if a, if we, or or the Rams get
0: their shit. together. If we get a shit together, we're winning the division. We're we're tied for well, the, for the then, division. You know?
1: That's true. And then, uh, but I mean, even the Cowboys. I mean, you guys are still tied. Yeah. I, I know. I mean, it's just gonna be wild. These next what six weeks are gonna be huge. Like
0: I said, that damn black cat reared his head and around <laughs> that stinking franchise. All right. I'm gonna say <laughs> this
1: though right now. Um, Richard Sherman said, um, they asked him about you know. How big is this game for you guys? Richard Sherman said, in all reality, the regular season matters, but it don't matter. The only thing that matters is you get in the playoffs and you make some damn noise. Um, So that's definitely what I'm looking forward to, you know, is, I mean, of course, regular season matters, but the only thing that matters is making some noise in the damn playoffs. So um, I feel like it's going to have a pretty great ending this year. Um, It's going to be pretty wild. These last Saturday night or Sunday night game was pretty good hour was really good and then monday night game was just it was crazy Mm -hmm. it was pretty damn good game as well so i think that wraps it up for our uh nfl segment um next we're going to move on to the uh ncaa um there was some pretty big stuff that happened over the weekend um the new college polls came out um you have um you know you had penn state go down you have Minnesota. Th- I mean, they thrived, oh, with, yeah, which was which was wild. Um, I I wanted. I called it last week that I wanted to go with them because I just felt like you know they have a really great thing going. Um, but I wasn't sold on them, so we'll get into that later on. I think right now we're gonna have, uh, we're gonna start off with who is the best team in college football? Is it LSU or Ohio State?
0: So I sat on this one for a while after watching the games. Um, Obviously, we saw what LSU did to Alabama. They, in all honesty, the scoreboard doesn't reflect on how on how big that on how big LSU won that game.
1: Definitely, I I, I hundred percent agree. I
0: think Joe I think Joe Burrow secured the Heisman with that game. In my opinion, I don't think you, you don't not give it to him at this point. I think Joe Burrow is gonna be your Heisman. He might even solidify himself as the best quarterback coming out of the, out in this draft class the way he out outclassed. I was thinking the same Tua. thing.
1: Instead of tank for Tua I mean Burroughs I mean Burroughs exactly. showed that he's a complete he's a complete guy. Tua's always I mean, he's always getting hurt with his ankles.
0: Um We'll see what happens there. Um you did their thing, they manhandled Alabama. Um that that defense is for real and that that trio of wide receivers is no joke that LSU has. We saw they were getting whatever they wanted on this on these Alabama DBs. They're tied in. And they're getting everything on them. Um, so I can see why they were ranked number one in the in the most recent college football rankings, uh, playoff rankings. They manhandled um, Alabama in in Tuscaloosa. In
1: Tuscaloosa.
0: So that's insane to see. Um, Ohio State. I still think, in my opinion, Ohio State is still the best team in all of college football. Um, they they beat Maryland. They stole something seventy seven to like thirteen or twenty one was the score. I think uh, without their best player Chase Young playing, who by the way will be back for the Big Ten championship game. Not this game though. This, this is a huge week. True, very true. But just the way Ohio State's been beating teams this year, it's 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 insane, man. Their average margin of victory is 28 points a game. Like, That's wild. Like, what do you do with that? And their offense, J.K. Dobbins is doing his thing. Justin Fields is no joke. Their defense, man. Ohio State has a good defense every year. No no matter which way you cut it. Yeah. They've got one of the best defenses in the entire country every year. They are a well-coached and well-disciplined team. Um, They're going to be battle-tested here in the next few weeks coming up. Um, Not this week, but the following week they play Penn State. Um it's in columbus let's see how penn state rallies let's see penn state can rally back and then you most likely have a date with minnesota in the big 10 championship game you know if uh minnesota will also be battle tested as well minnesota has to play uh, wisconsin and a very very good indiana team and then you have a date with ohio state in the big 10 you know yeah um so we'll see what happens there but my opinion i'm i still think ohio state is the best team in the country i think they're the best Coach team and I just think they have the guys to make the plays on both sides of the ball that's not to discredit Joe Burrow and Alice see what they've done this year they've had probably a tough schedule in all college football um, they've beaten four four of the teams they've beaten are in the top ten in college football playoff ranking um, there's no denying that but just the way Ohio State is making these teams look is insane. i never seen anything like it. i never seen such just a dominant streak from a team. Because even Alabama's team only teams, they weren't doing it the way Ohio State was doing it, you know? Yeah. But um as far as the best team in college football, I'm giving to, to Ohio State and Justin Fields and those boys.
1: I think I have to go with LSU on this one. Um, yes, Ohio State has been blowing people out. Yeah. Um, They've only played two ranked teams whenever they have played on the ranked teams. They have won. Um, I mean, they've blown them out. LSU has beaten four top 10 teams. Well, they were top 10 at that time that they played them, which I think was huge. Um, I just, I feel like they're, I'm not going to go with because of the strength of schedule um, on this one. I feel like they're very talented. I mean, they're both very, very talented teams, um, it will be fun to see what happens in these college playoffs, what seeding is, because who knows? I mean, these two teams are going to meet up at some point, sometime. Exactly. Unless one of them just implode, and I, I, don't I, see that I really don't see that happening at all.
0: Um, I think a little, a little fact that a lot of people are overlooking, Ohio State is the only team in the top 25 to play a full FBS schedule. So, all the teams they've have played have been in the FBS. The only team in the top 25 that play all FBS teams. So, I think that says a lot to what they're doing to, to people, you know. They're not playing... It's not the, it's not the it's not the cream of the crop for the FBS, you know, but you get a lot more credit for playing all FBS schedule than scheduling three FCS teams in New Mexico State, yeah. you know. Who, who should just be the FCS at this point?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I think... Uh... think i still gotta go with lsu man four teams in the top 10 at that time knock them off i mean they really they crushed texas's dream like that was like texas was they had big hopes for this, this this year and they just they killed them
0: texas is a whole nother issue of a team i could go in on them but i'm gonna save that for another day
1: next we're gonna get into the college football playoff rankings um I agree with, 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 with one through one through three. I agree with LSU one, Ohio State two, Clemson number three. I mean, come on now. Georgia at four, that that is absurd. How I, I don't get how they're getting any creditation for losing to the to that South Carolina team who is four and six on the season. I mean, yes, I get it. I mean they're a big name, but I mean they're going through a whole Change over there at LSU. Huge change at LSU. I mean, um, I'm, I'm sorry, South Carolina. Um, you
0: lost them at home. Bro. Yeah,
1: you lost to them at home. Like, I I just, I don't get how they're getting any love whatsoever. I personally think <laughs> number, f- number four should either be, um, I think it should be Oregon, Oklahoma. Even if they put Oklahoma, even if they put the Utes there, I'd be okay with it because they... They're undefeated. Like I, I would, I would be okay with it, but to put, like, I get it. Georgia has, you know, Georgia's always gets in somehow, some way. They always snub out Oklahoma. But Jesus Christ, come on now. Like, there's only four spots in. Let the four best teams play down, play down football. So I just,
0: I don't get it. So to me, I was watching the, the reveal live, um, and when I saw Georgia pop up, I lost my mind this is a team who lost to a below 500 team South Carolina at home. South Carolina is not a very good team. Keep in mind, this is a team that Alabama earlier beat 56 to 10 in South Carolina. And you're giving so so basically what you're doing is I've been okay I've been better with Alabama at 4 rather than rather than them being at um 5 where they're at because so that basically tells me you're giving Georgia more credit for losing at home to a below 500 team than you are to Alabama for losing to the number one team, the now new number one team in the country. You know. Yeah, I, yeah, totally. I mean, I, I mean,
1: Bama. I mean, like I said, those Bama, Oregon, and Oklahoma, and the Utes. Any of so, those, you put so out with before.
0: me, the top four should have been, in my opinion. Uh, the first three, the first three good: LSU, Ohio State, Clemson. I think Minnesota should be number four. Um, in my opinion, if you're unbeaten, you deserve to be ahead of any one lost team. Well, if you're unbeaten and
1: and and, and you just mm-hmm. beat the brakes off of Valley I mean Penn mm-hmm. State. I mean, number seven are the, they're number seven in the AP poll. They're number nine in the college playoff rankings, or number eight in the college playoff rankings, like. What more do What more do they need to do? I mean, they're gonna have to go beat Ohio State in order to get. In. That's it.
0: So, so they they got the so Minnesota has a tough schedule coming up with playing like I said earlier Wisconsin and they play Indiana. Indiana, in my opinion, they deserve to be a top twenty five team the way they're playing. They're the best. I think they're one of the best two lost teams in the entire country. Excuse me. You're um, gonna be battle tested these next two weeks, you know. Definitely. So right now, if you if you could beat if you go in and you beat Wisconsin, you go in and you beat Indiana, and you and you lose a very very close game to Ohio State in the Big Ten championship, I could see them still gaining in at four. Because Alabama, unless Alice something really dramatic happens to LSU, Alabama's like going to pay for the conference championship. Because so, right now it's looking to be LSU and probably Georgia for the SEC championship. I see LSU going to beat the brakes out of um out of Georgia. To me Jake Fromm is Landry Jones two point oh. I don't think Jake Fromm's that like, good of a quarterback. I think the worst thing that Georgia could have done was let Justin Fields walk. Yep. By letting him transfer to Ohio state I think they cost themselves a national championship. I just think Justin Fields is that good. He's that guy. He would have been the guy to put this team over the hump. Because we saw what Jake Fromm is the last two years. He has not been that dude. He 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 cracks under pressure. You know, I don't think he's a guy that can win you a national championship. So letting Justin Fields' transfer is one of the worst things they could have done there. Um, another issue I had with the playoff rankings is... How did Baylor drop a spot and they're undefeated? They're undefeated. And they dropped one spot. They beat Texas. But they beat the brakes off of Kansas State. Yes, I know you haven't had the strongest schedule... But you're undefeated for a reason, you know?
1: But it's because Minnesota jumped them. Minnesota was not
0: high. I understand that, but Oklahoma... They struggled to... It took Parnell and Motley to intercept the ball for a two-point conversion for them to win against Iowa State, who they were a 29-point favorite over. You can't be doing that over Oklahoma. You're making your case look worse and worse and worse now. Um, Penn State still might have... They have a small chance They would need Minnesota to obviously lose out And then win out To get into the Big Ten Championship game And you might have to uh, Play Ohio State twice Which I don't think Any team wants to play that team twice Um, Oregon and Utah They need to help each other out Both teams need to keep winning So when it comes to The Pac-12 Championship game um, You both only have one loss On your record, you know Because right now I still think the Pac-12 Could be outside looking in um, because in my opinion, I think I think LSU, Ohio State, and Clemson are all but a lock at this point. I think the fourth team will either be the who uh, will be Minnesota. I think would Minnesota if they win out and they play a very very close game with Ohio State in the Big Ten championship, championship I, game. I think if they lose, I, I don't think they're in. I still think they can sneak in at four, uh. but they need to play. Minnesota, they need to play Ohio State very close when they play them. I I'll tell
1: you why. The reason, the reason why I don't think they get in if they lose is because Minnesota is not appealing to to the big companies. Minnesota is not a big name team. They will sneak a big play. They will sneak it. It's just like Oklahoma. Every year they always get snubbed for Georgia. Georgia is more of a you know who on. I mean who the hell you know likes. I mean everyone loves Oklahoma where we're at, but I mean everywhere else. Everyone, you know, is Georgia fan, or it's more down south. Down south is football. You know, that's just what I think. Um, but we're gonna get into our Cinderella team, so I'll I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about. That. So
0: I think Minnesota could still get in, uh, even with the one loss. They just need a, like I said, just need to play. They need to play the best game of their life against Ohio State. Either beat them, or like lose like on a last second field goal, or like a last second drive to Ohio State for them to even get into the playoff. Um. I still think, like I said, Pac-12 will be outside looking in. The Big, the Big Ten might be outside or not Big Ten, a uh, Big Twelve, kind up being outside looking in because this committee is not valuing Oklahoma very much as of late. And what they've done throughout the year, they're judging them more based off the last two games that they played. Um. So with that being said, if Baylor, if Baylor could beat Oklahoma and make it convincing and stay undefeated and win the Big Twelve championship. You saw it the first year of the college playoff. They left. They left an undefeated TCU out. TCU went undefeated, but that was before the Big Twelve had a championship game, because they said we value conference championship more than you being undefeated. And then they go in. They go into the bowl, the Rose Bowl against against Wisconsin. That TCU team and beat them forty-two to ten in the Rose Bowl.
1: <laughs>
0: and what happens? Alabama gets skull dragged by Ohio State. Yep. Like so clearly, this committee has, at, at the end of the day, I I think Alabama's gonna find a way to get in. It's just the way this committee works. This is way this committee is. Um, they still have a date with the Iron Bowl, a date in the Iron Bowl with Auburn. If Auburn just put everything together for this one game and beat Alabama, we will not see Alabama in the in the, in the playoff this year. Um, I think it'd be nice to see Minnesota in there. Imagine how 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 big that's gonna be. I I I can't remember last time
1: Uh, Alabama was not playing for a huge exactly playing playing in a huge bowl like that. That's exactly.
0: So they have a date with Auburn soon. So we'll see what happens with that. But other than that, shit's about to get crazy here in the college football playoff, man. I mean,
1: football period. NFL is about to get crazy. So
0: specifically, college football because we still got Ohio State, Penn State. Ohio State sells a date with Minnesota, possibly. Alabama still got to play uh, Auburn. Auburn.
1: You still have Baylor has to play Oklahoma. Uh-huh. You still have, I believe... Um, Utah and Oregon might have a yep, date with each other in yep.
0: the Pac-12 championship game.
1: So, I mean,
0: they just need to move it to eight games. Like, eight, eight
1: teams. teams. Like, that's, that's the only way. And everyone's going to... Someone's going to bitch about something, uh, you know, because... This isn't right, which I, I don't think it's right. I agree with them. But at the end of the day, you should be a top You know, if you want to be that top 14, you have to put everything out. You you have to make a statement whenever a statement needs to be made. Um, so we'll see who. I mean, honestly, it's really who makes that damn statement. Mm-hmm. Who's going to make that statement on the, on those championship games that needs to make a statement? Who's going to make the loudest statement? That's that's just what I think. Um, I mean... So who's your dark horse to make that to make that statement? I mean, me, I got to go with Minnesota.
0: I think the obvious is Minnesota to be that dark horse um I think my dark horse is going to be honestly Baylor. I think if they went out and they win the Big 12 Championship game and they go undefeated, you cannot leave them out of the playoff. You cannot leave an undefeated team out of the playoff. And Because keep in mind, the committee emphasizes how much they value a conference championship. So if this thing wasn't defeated and they win the conference championship, I don't see how you leave them out. Because the eye test doesn't make, make it. I think eye test is one of the stupid things to factor into the playoff <laughs> committee. I think that's one of the dumbest things ever. Go based off the scoreboard. Go based off the win and losses, you know? Yeah. Like I said, Minnesota skull dragged Penn State. LSU did the same thing with Bama. My opinion, Bama shouldn't be a top five team. I think they should be outside looking in. Around they should be, they should be, they should be swapped with with Minnesota. Minnesota, Minnesota should at least be five or four. By the way, Georgia does not deserve to be in there. But I think my dark no. horse is going to be Baylor to, to make the playoff. Um, I, I said it last week.
1: Um, I said how great of a story it would be for Minnesota to run the table. Um, you kind of shot that down right away. <laughs> You're like, nah, not gonna happen. Um, I wanted it to happen. I wanted them to win. Was I confident in them? No, I haven't really watched Minnesota uh, play this year. Um, but I I did watch that that whole game. Um, I love I love the way their head coach is. Just the energy he mm-hmm. has. Um, PJ Flick. He was out there, you know, pump, you know, fist pumping, high fiving, you know, going out, you know, five yards in the field every time they made a great play. Um, I mean, the dude even crowd served, and, uh, and <laughs> that's and, uh, pretty lit, and, uh, the locker room, um, it kind of reminded me whenever uh, Roy Williams started hitting the Dougie. You know, oh, <laughs> you yeah. right? um, I I have to go with Minnesota. I just like the vibe, man. Um, I'm gonna ride this one out. I think that they um, that defense was that defense was no joke. That, um, that defense was for real. Uh, that quarterback played lights out. I mean, they were. He was rolling out of the pocket. He was finding ways to get himself out of pressure <clears throat> and to make the good throws. Um,
0: That's be a different story. We've got Chase Young running down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially, oh,
1: especially with the news coming out that uh, you know Chase Young will be back. He will um, be back for the Penn State game. Yeah. Uh, wait, they play Penn State this week, right? Next week. Next week. I thought they played them this week.
0: Um, uh, Ohio State has a date with Indiana this week.
1: All right, so in this next segment, uh, we're going to talk about, we're going to get into the NBA. There's not really much going on in the NBA as far as news or big things going on. You know, it's still fairly early in the NBA, so we're just going to bring up some topics we think would be fun to talk about, kind of discuss. We don't really know, you know, our our opinions on them, so let's get right into it. First segment is, should the Blazers consider C.J. McCollum at this point?
0: To trade CJ McCollum, <clears throat> man, it's tough to say. Just over the last few years, you've been you've been a pretty damn good team with this duo on the backcourt. Arguably the best duo, backcourt duo in the NBA, arguably to some people. You know, Me the Western Conference Finals last year. Yeah, you got sweat, but you were winning in all those games. At one point, you guys just couldn't close it out. Um, my thing with this team is, if you were to trade CJ McCollum, who do you trade him for? You know, do you go get Kevin Love? But then I, you have Whiteside and Nurkic and Love. Do I, you go trade for a, like where do you where do you go look for a trade?
1: I don't really know. I mean that and, and that's that's a really great point because I don't think CJ and Kevin Love at, at the point of Kevin Love's career I don't it. yeah. I don't think they're on the same threshold of of NBA players, you know. And, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to discredit Kevin Love because we all know, you know, he's 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 a great, he's a great football player. You know, whenever i um, football player, sorry, ba- uh, basketball player. Jesus, um, whenever um he's going, but I just don't feel like those are the same tier of players. So I, I don't really see where, like, where you go out to, like, who's who's just you know the the the, the fruit hanging there
0: that you pick. Do you consider maybe getting Demar DeRozan? I
1: don't know. I mean, there was there was questions about you know Demar. Uh, going to Orlando, that Orlando's looking at him. Um, I don't know. I I, I don't really know. I, I I don't see like a for sure like, hey, this is an NBA, you know, an All Star or a good player that's just not happy with where
0: he's at. Do you maybe? Here's here's a thought. Do you package McCormick Whiteside and go Che for DeRozan and Aldridge?
1: I think that's one package I can see um but I kind of feel like they're you're trading one you're you're trading one and one like they're not they're not really different players. They're like players or playing style I I know uh CJ McCollum sh- does shoot more from the perimeter but I feel like as far as um Drowsen is a bigger body Rosen is a bigger body I don't know I just I don't think that that's I don't think that that's like, oh shit, yeah, they should. You know what I mean? Like, that's not. Yeah, like that. oh, I'm God. the same way
0: for you, but in my opinion, that'd be the only trade possibly making sense is you kind of let Dame and Ronnie Hood just run your perimeter. You had DeRozan come in and play that three slashing guy out that, that creates space for your shooters. Um, Aldridge, I, Aldridge isn't terrible. He's just terrible in the playoffs. You know? But you're not asking a lot out of him as the third guy. Yeah, the team. I, yeah,
1: yeah. You you definitely would be. I mean, the third, maybe the fourth guy on the team. Uh, or on.
0: do you try to work a three-team deal where you get somehow get DeRozan and you could somehow find a way to get Kevin Love on your team? That's yeah, a wild. That's yeah, a wild I mean, theory and a really out there. But we've seen crazier trades happening in the NBA. We definitely.
1: I mean, yeah. We we definitely have. I I think the only team that that's not really happy with 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 the player on their team, but I don't feel like their um he's up that caliber is really you know, edible eating Dion waiters. Ain't nobody <laughs> want that problem. Um, especially with that contract. Um or even James, James Johnson. I <laughs> I just... I don't really know, bro. I, I don't... This was <laughs> He took an edible on a
0: plane.
1: Hey, you know what oh. he did, bro. He ate, like, a little corner of that edible, and he was like... Stay off no, the no. He, was, <laughs> he
0: was like...
1: He was like, man... This ain't hitting me, cuz. he said, fuck it, I'm gonna take the rest of this. He popped the rest of that, about 45 minutes later, that shit hit him. He was panicking. But I just don't... <laughs> back to our original conversation God. i just don't see like no trade fit out there um i think maybe you 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 trade i don't know like i don't really know where where Portland goes but i feel like they wait you know they wait you know maybe a month maybe half a month or maybe even right before the trade deadline and see what's out there um, we still have a lot of NBA to play, a lot mm-hmm. of people to get uh, frustrated and be like, hey, this just isn't where I want to be, DeRozan. True. Um, you know, certain things like that. I just, I don't know where it's going to go. I thought
0: of a wilder than three-team trade idea I had. Do you maybe trade C.J. McCollum and try to get Brandon Ingram, the way he's been playing?
1: I don't think the Pally would go for that.
0: You don't think so? Hell no. The
1: know. If Pally's like... I, I believe the Pelicans they, they they like what they're at. I mean, I know that they're contending in games without Zion, um, and I don't. Zion's a whole nother topic we could talk about, but I just <clears throat> I don't think CJ for Ingram the way he's been, you know, he's been playing the way he's thrived into being mm-hmm. on his. You know, it's kind of like his team, you know, for True. for the moment that's his team as of right now. He's he's the the big you know face, even though he's so young. I just don't feel like <clears throat> I don't feel like the pallies go for that. Um but I feel like they have to do something if if their if their season ends, if if they keep him or their season's on track by um the trade deadline, if it's still on track of where they where they're normally at, they're not getting over that hump, I feel like they have to make a move. Definitely. And I don't know what move that is, but they have to make a move. Um but yeah, that's I think they stick it out.
0: Right, next we got are the next worst organization in sports history. Let me start by saying hell yes. and I'm going to triple down on that. Steve Mills needs to be fired. This man came out on national television trying to Jim's James Dillon uh, saying this team is better than two and seven. You have four power forwards. Marcus Morris was running your point guard the other night. I saw that. We all saw that. You, you had Dennis Jr. there. You're playing him ten minutes a game and he's averaging zero points a game somehow. I don't know how it's possible when we play eleven minutes in the game from the Junior. <laughs> yeah. Who, I, I mean you, you, you trade, you, you you trade, trade him. him You traded for him. You traded for him and you don't use him. Like, I don't know what is going on in this organization. James Dolan obviously needs to like sell the team, but we all know he's not going to. This team makes him too much damn money. Um you but can't. At this point,
1: are they really making money? Because I'm pretty sure people, I mean, you, this keeps happening.
0: People are not going to go to games anymore. Like, I, like at one point, at fans, like, do you start seeing, like, like, screw this, like, I'm out. He is literally having fans banned from the arena just because they said, sell the team. Sell the team. The man, had Charles Oakley banned. Like, God. I, I was going to say this. If you're a Knicks fan, I feel bad for you. Shout out to my boy Rob, by the way. He's a massive Knicks fan. He's from Brooklyn. I feel bad for the dude. Do you know how many people? So I listen
1: to Stephen A. Smith show, right? I I listen to it whenever I'm driving. Yeah. You know how many Nick fans call that thing, <laughs> and all they do is talk about this team. Um, are they
0: the worst worst organization? They gotta in, be in, in, in sports history. <sighs> they gotta be, cause like you can say the Browns, but at least at least with what they have now, they could work with. They just don't got the coach. I think. I mean the, Dolphin, the I, Dolphins. Dolphins at that marino. I think point. they're
1: up there. I, I, I mean the Hornets. They ran out one team. They got back another team. They completely. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. They're letting go of players because they just don't want to pay them. Because we're in a rebuild mode. You've been in a rebuild mode since you had.
0: Um, you had your first draft. Like, what more of a rebuild mode? Do you, want? who, who, who's who's a worse owner, Michael Jordan or James Dolan? I don't know. Like I, like, I really don't know because... Because oh. here, here's two things. So let me start with the Knicks. Go back, back to the Knicks. Kevin Durant and Kyrie are free agents, right? Right? hmm They want to come to New York. Everyone thought that they were going to, to the, the Knicks. Knicks. They choose the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets over the New York Knicks in the Garden. Like, that just says a lot. Like, before you can attract a free agent and... Oh, and the craziest, mind-blowing thing about this is that James Dolan didn't want to offer KD a mass contract because of a torn Achilles. Keep that in mind. Yep. They took... And also, last last like little detail... They offered him, like... A stupid contract, but keep in mind, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving took a pay cut to go to Brooklyn so they could get Giannis Jordan there with them. Yeah. KD... I mean, you didn't have to offer KD the max at that point. Like, you say... KD literally said, look, look I'll take this much... Kyrie gets this much. And all you got to do is make sure you get DeAndre Jordan here with us. And you let both of them just fall through your fingers. You know who they end up signing? Marcus Morris and Julius Randle.
1: And they paid him pretty damn good I mean, Julius yeah. Randle got paid. What has Julius Randle done? I mean, Julius Randle hasn't... Oh, been dude, Luke
0: money. Walton out there in second uh, Sacramento. He's going left. He's going left because he only got his left hand. That's all he got. He worse than Jeremy Lin. But then when, when back to the whole who's worse, him... Dylan or Jordan, Jordan let Kemba Walker walk for Terry Rozier. They paid Terry. Scary Terry. I mean, scary
1: Terry. I mean, he's he's a good player. But I will pick Kemba over Terry 10 times out of 10. Like, I'm sorry. Terry Rozier is a role player. He is a uh, 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 a dally, you know, type of player. Yeah. Um, he's good at some things. He's not great at some things. I just, I don't know, man. I mean, let's be honest. How many times has fricking Jordan swung and missed on draft picks? Like every single every time. single year, except for well, Kemba Walker. Like,
0: what? Well, and then not only that, like you're your ascending talent, you trade them as they're ascending. Jeremy Lamb was starting to come into a good role. Yeah, you, you, you trade him to Indiana for for some corn. <laughs> Like, uh, I don't even know who, I don't know, outside of Terry Rozier, I don't even know who plays on the Hornets at this point. I don't either. Um, I think they have Nicholas Batum, but other than that, don't break down, I know Terry Rozier. I don't even know who their coach is.
1: I don't know who their coach is either. Is Jordan um,
0: coaching the team too?
1: <laughs> he might be. Um, I know, um, <laughs> I mean, God, what other terrible sports teams there are. Um, Shit. <sighs> I think, I don't know, I, I can't think of any sports team that's ran more terribly than, I mean, I can't think of anybody, I mean, that's that's that bad, you know, we have some bad sports teams, you know, all in, in, in everywhere, I don't think there's anything ran that bad, like.
0: Like, how do you even mess that up that bad?
1: Both teams, like, how, like.
0: Well, well I can see Charlotte, like who wants to go to North Carolina, but Jordan's there, she'd be like, Oh, I'm gonna go play for Jordan, you know. But how do you not want to go play for the Garden in New York City for the New York and hit Knicks? Like this team is supposed to be you know, when you think of basketball, you think of the Lakers, you think of the Celtics. The Knicks are the third team that comes to mind, not the first team, Patrick Ewing, you know, Charles uh, Oakley, Charles Oakley Starks, you know, you think of all you guys. Mallow was there. And, oh God! I'd hate to be a New York Knicks fan. I think
1: Mallow was like once they got Mallow, like they got Mallow and that Mallow shumped
0: um, J.R. Smith, and they were making a little decent but team. But also they had what's his
1: name too. Um,
0: that they um, had a young Tyson Chandler. Amari still. Stoudemire. Well, yeah, but then he started punching fire hydrants <laughs> because of James <laughs> Dolan. Yeah, like it's just, it's just like I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know hey, what. Hey Rob, what Rob, doing. if you hear this, like I said earlier when Kyrie and Katie signed. It's okay to admit you're a Nets fan now. The Knicks are going nowhere.
1: You like the Warriors fans. Everyone just... <laughs> oh, Lakers aren't doing nothing. There's <laughs> a transition to the Warriors, you know, but...
0: Oh, God. What, speaking of that, what do the Warriors do?
1: Well, they did say that, that Steph's coming back. So at
0: this point, do you just trade D'Lo and get what you can out of him? Because at this point, you're going to have a high lottery draft pick. And you have I mean, Steph and Clay coming back.
1: They're terrible, and not only to mention,
0: and los balling. He's trying beat, to win games. They beat the Blazers. Like, oh, don't get me started. Town, yeah, man. hey, trade C.J. McCollum for D'Angelo Russell.
1: Maybe I mean I mean maybe I mean maybe that's one. I, I didn't even think about that one. You
0: don't want to do that because C.J. and Dame C.J. and D-Lo are the same player. Just just lo a little taller.
1: Yeah, but I. I that might be the spark that they need, though. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, but I don't know of any worse team other than the Hornets and 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 the damn Knicks.
0: Um, I really don't. I really don't know. Um, but The Magic are pretty bad. But at least the Magic can make the playoffs. But the they are in the East. They made the playoffs. Yeah. I, but so are the Knicks. I mean, the Knicks are in the East. <laughs> the Knicks are terrible. I mean, the Knicks are so bad. Like... Cause like I said, like the Browns are a terrible. The organization. are like, in the East. I mean, the Browns are a terrible organization as well, but at least you have something to work with right now. You have the you have the worst head coach possible in their team. Yeah, I mean, team. I mean the Jets have had
1: a pretty bad run, but I mean they the have, Jets
0: the Jets are up there.
1: Yeah, I mean you don't know the Jets are right there, but I don't feel like they're. I mean, I feel like the Jets are really they're really coming up. I I I think Adam GaSe was like a terror. That was like That's like Freddie Kitchens to the Browns. They're like here, here you have a. You have oh oh you need stitches. We're just gonna slap a damn bandaid on it.
0: He um, was high on coke during <laughs> his interview.
1: <laughs> <your> jaw jacking <laughs> like crazy. Um, I just, I don't know. I
0: I feel like you get the right coach and with the Jets they'll be dog. They'll be good. Um, <laughs> Indiana has the Pacers and they're better than the Knicks. They track more free agents than the Knicks. Okay, no who wants to play in Indiana other than all Pittsburgh, they got is Hoosiers? Football?
1: I don't I really don't know, but uh I don't know. But I think this wraps it up for this episode. Um uh, we are gonna get back to our sleeper picks. We for we, we just for,
0: forgot the last,
1: yeah, the last two, two episodes, episodes. We've had a really good podcast. I think we kinda just got uh we got into it, we forgot about it. Um I'm gonna go with my sleeper pick this week. Um I do gotta go with Um I'm gonna go with my boy Benny Smoke. Um, he's been dropping some albums pretty big. Uh I mean some 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 singles pretty big. He is from Albuquerque. I used to work with him way back. Um that's kind of how I met him. He told me about this dream, and um it's kind of really it's been happening. I seen he, you know, he moved to Arizona. Yeah. He's performing at the Arizona Festival, which I know is pretty big because yeah. of um I know Arizona due to a rapper called D Mac Deluxe who died um two years ago so rest his soul but I, I i feel like benny smokes is out there doing it pretty big um i gotta give him a shout out i know he's really been helping helping us out uh, he just dropped a song i believe it's called moneymaker i listened to it it's pretty it's pretty fire bill i feel like a lot of his a lot Money of the maker. stuff he's putting out um I feel like Arizona is a little bit more of a smaller, but I feel like he might be able to blow up that scene because um, so no is. one's really touched Arizona. No one's really came out of Arizona. Futuristic. Except for futuristic and uh, De- what was his name? Uh, uh, Devon. Um...
0: Devon Terrell is actually from Brooklyn.
1: Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah, him, him, uh, him and
0: Futuristic are just boys. Okay, a lot of people okay. get that confused, but I, yeah. I have the same impression because I like both of them a lot, but Devon Terrell is actually from New York. Hey, those um, two on dope. track
1: together. Those are dope. Those are dope, bro. That's That's like...
0: That she, That's fine. I got a sleeper pick for them next week. So I already picked my one this week. Um my sleeper pick this week is gonna go out to another Ashy Arizona artist His name is Jordy in a Days. Um I found out through them through um through Ball's Life, the YouTube channel. They put one of the songs on uh on one of their highlight tapes. It's like, yo, this is just this is pretty fire. So the song I'm gonna go with, let's see, let's see what song I'm gonna go with here. The song is called Nicolo Part Two um nicolo is uh also known as nico Mannion. he is the point guard of the university of arizona right now um he made a dope song for him just kind of saying like yo like go do your thing youngin," you know type deal so the song is called nicolo part two and by jordy in a Days. um it's all one word so you look it up it's just jordy in a Days. we'll have him both songs linked in the description below and we'll and if granted if the Podcast lets us, we'll play 30 second clips at the end of the podcast as well.
1: Well, I think this wraps up for the JP and Display Show. Um, thank you guys for tuning in with us. We appreciate all the support. We appreciate all of the listeners who have been uh, rocking with us, um, giving us some pointers, giving us some tips. We are starting off this, you know, fresh. We've never done anything like this. So we do enjoy all feedback, good, bad. Um, we, you know, we do thrive off of it and we appreciate every single thing. Um, I appreciate it. Um, I got to sign out.
0: And I'm out too. And with that being said, we out. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.